Welcome to the Plant Root Podcast, where we seek to encourage independent Baptist leaders, whether they are starting or seeking to strengthen their churches. My name is Chad Colburn. Today I'm joined by good friends Jaron McFarland and Michael Britt and Josh Lovelace. Welcome, men. That's where you say hi, Josh. None of you guys said anything. So we, you were the last one mentioned, so. Sorry. Hi. So what we decided to do is we have a ton of subscribers and we have decided to bring in one. <laughs> a bit early for jokes. Uh, bring in one of our subscribers. One of the, one of the three. One of the three. We'll listen yep. later. Yep. Uh, Pastor Josh Lovelace. Now, Josh, you have pastored in Jefferson, Maine at Truth Baptist Church yes. for how many years? Ten years. Ten years. Mm. And we invited you in because uh, wanted to hear. we wanted to hear what uh, are some things that you have learned, some lessons that you've learned while you were there in hopes that you'd share them with us. And really, having you on here is an opportunity to encourage uh, those who who have been. Uh, maybe they're at their church for seven, eight years. Maybe they've been there for 17 years. Whatever it is, we want to encourage uh, listeners. So, Josh, I'm going to ask you to uh, start off and begin sharing with us some things that you've learned and then invite us to discuss those things with you. Can you do that? I'll try to. All right, here we go. Well, first off, um, I want to say that 10 years goes by very fast. Um, when 10-year mark hit, I was completely stunned um, at the fact that 10 was already there when it felt like 5. So um, for those of you know the listeners that think, you know, I'm in two years, three years, oh, man, 10 years comes very fast. And I remember not too many years after being at Truth, we celebrated Brother Wiley's 10 years at Churchill. And I thought, I'd never reach that point. And then I blinked, and there I was. Um, I also wanted to say, before I shared some thoughts, was anything that I share that I have learned, a one-year pastor can learn. It doesn't take 10 years to learn these. Um, For me, I wish I had listened more. I wish I could go back in time and say, you know what, little... College, Josh, this is serious stuff. Yeah. You know, you don't, don't sleep through that. Don't, right. don't ignore. This is what you should have been listening to. So. I think we'd all say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so when I look at this, the, I wrote down five things. You know, I'm a good, good Baptist. Got to have an outline, and they're all alliterated. So uh, not well, really. They well, they all start with the same letter. Hey, That's alliterated. I just it saw, is. Okay. I just noticed that. But not the same letter. I'm sorry. Same word, which oh. is the same letter. We'll call it alliteration. Yeah. So. And see, Jaron got that. Yeah, I just got it when you said that. Well, he said he didn't get the notes before. So. Oh. But anyway, um, oh. there were five things that I, I wanted to share. Um, the first thing that, that came to mind, as soon as you asked me to share things I've learned in 10 years, this was number one. It didn't, it didn't even didn't have to think twice about it, was I need to develop a Christ-like love for people. Um, 1 Timothy 1, verse 5, says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and a good conscience and a faith unfeigned. Now, we don't have, obviously, time to go through all the context and so forth. And and trust me, I wish I could. But the fact is, is that we know what love is. It's very simple. We, 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 we preach it. Love is not an emotion. But good grief, we make it an emotion. Hmm. 
we, 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 we don't realize the choice. You know, the Bible uses the word charity for a reason, because charity is love and action. Right. I'm going to do it. And unfortunately, we need to learn that again. Love is a choice, not an emotion. Yeah, a matter of obedience. Yes. Yeah. And, and when you see the people in your church, it's very quick to turn because of our emotion, and we end up not loving like we should. Mm. Because they're not going to love you back. You know, there, there are times that we need to develop a Christ-like love for people who don't love you back. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and like the essence of a Christ-like love is one that doesn't love one you that, back. That, yeah. And yeah. that's yeah. what Christ did. Right. So we love him because he first loved us. Loved us. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and there are going to be people in your church that you, you look at and you know they're looking with antagonistic views towards you. They're looking at ways to get you. They're trying to trap you. But those are people God sent to your church mm-hmm. through the doors of your building. Develop a Christ-like love. Yeah. And it's not based on that emotion because we're quick to turn. And we preach it, but man, in 10 years, I've learned I need to develop more of a Christ-like love for people. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that came to mind. The moment I heard when you asked me that. Um, another one that really, really hit home to me was 1 Timothy chapter 4. The Bible says in verse number 12, if I can get to it, it says, obviously, we know, let no man despise thy youth, or be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity, there it is again, in spirit and faith and purity. Then it says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And one thing that I really uh, struggled, I gotta be honest, you know, you guys are probably more spiritual than I am, but one thing I struggled with, especially first in the ministry, was I put sermon prep and personal devotion, if I can use that word. I don't like to use the word devotions. Yeah. I like to call it personal walk. But sermon prep and personal walk in the same category. That's the same thing. And I needed to develop, this is the second one, I need to develop a personal walk with Christ. I'm not just spending time in God's Word just to come up with a sermon that I'm going to preach. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm not yeah. in it just to, just to get sermon prep. Yeah, well, this, this would be a good point for me to preach. Well, that's great and all, but are you walking with Christ too? Okay, can I jump on that for Go a minute? Go for it. All right, so you are a bivocational pastor. I am. You drive a school bus. Yep. You turn wrenches. Yep. So your schedule is pretty demanding. So practically speaking, what changes did you make in order to separate those two? Um, I got up earlier. Seriously, I got up earlier. Yeah. Sermon prep. I set aside, all right, I, I, I turn wrenches two days a week. I drive a bus five days a week. Um, so I set aside the other three days in between bus routes as ministry, whether it be visitation, whether it be uh, uh, in my office, whatever the case is. So then I had to get to, you know what? If I'm preaching personal walk, I need to develop personal walk. And one of the things is <laughs> get up earlier. <laughs> If I'm going to get up early to go run a mile, I can get up early to spend some time with the Lord a little more. Yes. And um, that was one of the pitfalls I think a lot of pastors fall into is that they equate sermon prep with personal walk. And it is tough because your schedule, you know, there's the demand on not just pastors, but people in general hmm. is very, very high, you know, because we are all so connected 
Agreed. Uh, there is. There's a, an availability on your life that just was not there before. Um, I had a suspicion that your answer was going to be get up earlier. <laughs> and so it was a loaded, it was a bit loaded. You know, I think that that's, uh, that's, that's something that we, sometimes I think we stay up too late. Yeah. Mm. Instead yeah, of, course. of yeah. getting up yeah. too, you know, getting up early. So that's great, Josh. Thank you. You can keep going. Oh, I thought Jaron was going to no, say have, something. You got three more points. We're going right. to keep going. He's done pretty good going. so far. All right, go ahead. No, no, no like time, you can jump in. I mean, like we're is not Is my gonna... time okay? Yeah, you're that, doing, yeah. I mean, you're doing okay. Well, along those lines in Acts 20, verse 28, he says, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves yes. and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers. What are they supposed to be taking heed of to feed the church of God? That's right. But mm-hmm. you've got to first take heed to yourself to well, make sure that you're fed. What did... Um, Second uh, Timothy two, Paul tells Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, mm-hmm. not study to show your flock approved unto God. Rick Westcott told me one time, he's a pastor in Machias. Um, he said, you can't go run a marathon when you're in the ICU, and um, that is, that is true by itself. <laughs> but the truth he was looking to convey was, um both corporately as a church, there's some things you can't do while you're healing and growing and nurturing. Mm. And individually, if you need spiritual health and you need help and you need physical health, you're not going to be able to lead and feed Agreed. the way you ought to and not gonna be able to teach the way you ought to sure. unless if you are taking care of yourself. That's right. And the physical spiritual connection is something I've learned over the last six months or so is, is um, in, they're, in, they're inextricably connected. We can't, we can't separate the two. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, not the rabbit trail, but... No, I like that. Yeah. The um, number three, I guess, um, for me, was I needed to learn to develop... I like this one, too. I like them all, so... But doctrinal messages, not motivational speeches. To develop doctrinal messages. Man, uh, here it is. You know, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Second Timothy 4, preach the word... Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Are we not in a world where man is desiring how to get through this week? And that's what a motivational speech will give you. Right. Right? How, 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 do I, how do I better my life this week? Yeah. When I need to make sure I am giving the whole counsel of God Good. and doctrine. You know, how about this? Application? I learned this one. Application doesn't need to be in every sermon. Yes, that's right, Josh. It could, you know, I'm here to feed. The Bible says to feed the flock. I'm here to feed. Application doesn't need to be. The Word of God applies itself. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I don't always have to preach application. Yeah. If you're in Zechariah chapter 8, which we were this past Sunday night, <laughs> it's hard to get some good application right. in Zechariah chapter 8. But there's some good doctrine in there. So how do you... How do you... For, for me, yeah, I'm not going to be like, explain that for those who don't understand. No, I mean, I'm, I'm asking for me. Um, how, do you, how do you end a message like that? How do you land a plane? Because sometimes when I'm preaching, we'll preach on a truth and I'll say, all right, so here's how we're, yeah. you know, how do yeah. you land a plane if you're preaching just doctrine? Without... I got to be honest, I struggle with that. I do. <laughs> it's hard to, it's like, you know, use yeah. your term, it's hard to land that plane. Sure. Um, for me, sometimes it's simply, we've heard from God, we've heard God's word, let's pray. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's not invitation time. We don't no. always have an invitation. No, yeah, um, I can't imagine that. 
<laughs> he ate the scroll. I'm gonna I'm gonna go forward. It's, you it's, know. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, pastor, you have a know. scroll for me to eat. Good right. preaching, man. Right. Well, it, and uh, you know, a lot of times it gears itself towards a Sunday night. Sure. Yeah. You know, let's go practical real quick. Sometimes that's a Sunday night, but I got to be honest, Sunday mornings are good for doctrine too. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. We sometimes as pastors separate the crowds. This is this is a Sunday morning message. This is a Sunday night message. And I understand why we do that. Because let's be honest, you know, one of the things I've tried to teach young men in our church who, who are desiring to be pastors is we need to know your audience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... Things can be said based on who's there versus who's not there. And I'm not saying, oh, it's God's word, bless the Lord, you know, you should just say it. You get what I'm you get what No, I'm you use point. discernment yeah. to see who in the audience or yeah. congregation has discernment to receive what you're to receive to what's Absolutely. being said. Yeah. Christ did say to his disciples that he had many things to teach mm-hmm. them. That's right. But they were not ready. They were not yeah. ready. That must yeah. have felt great when he said that to them. <laughs> Let me tell right? you what felt great. What felt great for me was when I read that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, if God in the flesh, three yeah. and a half years with these men, yeah. was wow. unable to give them everything because they weren't able to receive it. Of course. Yeah. That helps. It helps me a lot, honestly. Amen and amen. Yeah. So no application sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Okay. I do. I do application um, so one of the things that we do in this podcast is we argue with each other in a civil manner. Can you do that? Do you abide? Will you abide by the arguing? Well, we don't have in any a rocks. civil manner. Yeah, you don't have your brass knuckles with you, so I no. think for no brass knuckles, I no rocks. I'm not carrying tonight. Yeah. yeah, I think that this is just a thought, and and I didn't receive your notes until Jaron sent them to me, which I'm not sure why you didn't send them to I me. I did Maybe send them you, to you. I don't believe I that. can find it real quick. I'm sure <laughs> you could. I sent them to you too. Did you get them? No, There's gonna different. be. Would you th- would you agree that there's probably gonna be, I mean, there is when you say no application, you mean allow the word of God to apply, of course, as opposed to you making specific cultural yes. within the culture application. Of course, yeah. I gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I mean, God's word applies itself. Sure, we don't need to create the application that's not there. Sure, true, true. And and that I think is extremely detrimental. And it's the misuse of God's word. I think that if you carefully exposit the word, then someone will make an application seven minutes in that you'll sure. never even mention. That's no. just the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, your so, testimony is kind of like that, Chad. Yeah. The, the preacher was preaching, and it was something he wasn't necessarily preaching, but short while into the message, something hit you. Of course. And it, it led to... You calling on God. Absolutely. You know, well, we can we can all agree that we've sat in church before and heard a message. Right. And God spoke to us about something that had nothing to do. Yeah. Not say nothing to do, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't the, the main point that the preacher was talking about. Right. You know what? This 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 may have opened my eyes to a new reality. When someone slams their Bible shut seven minutes in, maybe it's because they already have it. They already know That's what the application but is. Maybe it's me. No, to that to that end, um, I was teaching some Sunday school lessons, and I went through my it's in PowerPoint or you know keynote, and I actually went through and removed the application section uh, when I chose to teach it through to the to the Sunday school class this year, uh, because I as I looked through it, I felt like I was really reaching for some application. We're talking Great. about the creation account. You know, different views and things like that, how, how we determine validity, et cetera. And then at the very end, it was like, 
how do we apply this to our lives? Well, yeah. the same yeah. God who made the world also cares about you. And it's like, those are true, but... It's very elementary. It, it, it just seemed like I was really stretching, and I thought... Yeah. So, so I think I agree with you in as much as we say we don't need to create an application. Yeah. Let the text apply itself. So what is the application in some of these Sunday school lessons and some of these, like you say, Sunday night sermons especially, when it's more centered on like a 101 or discipleship? Yeah. A yeah. lot of times it's just like, hey, the bell rings, you know, this is, this is the end of this text, this is the end of this paragraph, this is the end of this prophet's sermon. Let's meditate on it, Sila, mm-hmm. and move on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've, one of the things we've recently changed in our church, in our church, you know, you know what I mean, yeah. in our services, is we no longer call it Sunday school. Mm. Um, we use the term discipleship. Yeah. And um, so this is our discipleship hour. And and that's what we're focused on is is um, teaching biblical truths and doctrine, and people aren't walking out with a you know shallow view of the scriptures. We're actually getting to the deep end. Mm-hmm. It's time to get out of the kiddie pool. And unfortunately, Sunday school. I'm not saying all Sunday school, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Um, some Sunday school, especially curriculum, has that shallow approach to what scripture's teaching us. Which can be useful, like for new believers, maybe to some degree, right? Again, which goes back to the know your audience. Right, right, right. So know who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Point number four. Point number four. Yeah. All right. Um, Learn to develop realistic expectations of people. Um, One of the... (laughs) The mon- What's that? No, go ahead. I'll, no, no, no. I'll ask it in a minute. Mon- Monday morning blues come sometimes because we have unrealistic expectations, yeah. and they weren't they weren't met the day before um, because we expected. When in reality, you know, people are going to fail you. In ten years of ministry, I've had more people uh, fail me than I can even count. I would imagine. I know I can't count. You know, I can count higher than that. But you get what I'm saying. Sure. And I can remember sometimes the failures from others more than I can remember the victories. Um, and that's just the way our minds work. But unfortunately, we develop unrealistic expectations when we're expecting, when in reality it's our job to feed. And what they do with the food is, there, is, is on them. You know, I struggled the first several years of my ministry thinking I was going to answer to God for their walk with the Lord. Yeah. It's on me. You know, if, if, look at them. Oh, I can't believe they did that with their family. Why don't they make the right? Oh, and then I would think I'm going to give an account to God for that. When I can't find that in scripture. What I see in scripture is it's my job to give truth. And at Truth Baptist Church. Uh, 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 but anyway, you know, I, I wrote down this verse. I'm in First Timothy 4. I've been in First Timothy 4. It says, meditate in verse 15, meditate upon these things, give thyself fully to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. It's it's the focus is, it's my job to make sure I am right, my walk is right, so then when I preach the truth, what they do with it is between them and God. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. I do have a question. You look puzzled. Well, Hebrews 13, 17. Of course. Right? And I know you've thought of this already, mm-hmm. so you have an answer for me. But it says, obey them that have the rule over you. Yep. Okay, so that to me would be those that have oversight, those mm-hmm. who are bishops, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. 
as they that must give account. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there is an accounting that we do give. But is there is our accounting for their soul? Or is our accounting for our watching? But if we're watching for their souls, mm -hmm. okay, I would agree. We're giving an account for their watching. For our watching. For our watching. Yeah. It's our job to give the truth. Sure. Hey, you know, this is what you should do. So we're not going to give an account for their choices. For their choices. Sure. But like Ezekiel. Right, like Ezekiel, the watch yeah. warnings. Yeah. Our, right. our steadfastness to warn them. Our job to give the truth. That makes sense. This well, is truth. you needed to elaborate because I was like, hey, this guy's a heretic. You, you invited the fourth chair. <laughs> Sorry. Just, heret He's saying we're not going to give it a count. Let's we only had three listeners, live it up, so man. I had let's, to pick one. Let's just build some filthy lucre sure. while we're at it. That's right. I'm just, <laughs> so that here's a question. <laughs> Do you... I would agree to not have unrealistic expectations. Yes. But you got to have some. Right. Well, that develop realistic expectations. Okay, so what does that look like for you? I would call it small victories. When 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 you see, all right, uh, a family that they've they've made. I'm trying to come up with some examples. I know, I can think of some, but I don't want to say them. But here's their choices. All right, A, B, C, and D are all bad choices that they've made for their family, okay? You've been preaching and teaching and showing, you know, you shouldn't do A, B, C, and D, and yet they still do A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. And then six months, two months, maybe sometimes three years, choice was after D. E. e. <laughs> choice E was a right choice. Yeah. And it's the celebration of those victories. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, ugh, I can't believe, you know what, but six months ago, they wouldn't have made that choice. Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a small victory. Now for, for a seasoned Christian, like we're supposed to all be right. You know, we sometimes get this, why don't they get that right? Well, look where they are. Look where you are. You know, you know scripture, you know, you're, you're, you're teaching your children, you're doing your... They had they had family devotions for the first time in their life. Yeah, that's true. Versus, you know, your children came out of the womb with family devotions. Sure. So you, you see, the, the small that that to me is a realistic expectation. Yeah. Versus children walking around singing "Amazing Grace" all the time, mm -hmm. like Jaren's kids. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> They're on to like handle Messiah at this point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They actually love watching that. Thank you. You have 100% proof of my point. I really appreciate you doing that. <laughs> that was fantastic. They're all like learning the instruments and stuff like that. <laughs> you know that, that I think Handel didn't actually write Handel's Messiah. Did you he know that? He wrote the Messiah. Who's Handel? Handel. Handel. Why is he saying Handel? Let me, oh, let me Handel. be an American for just once, all right? If I want to say Handel... Handel's Messiah. Is it really Handel? Yeah, Handel. Yeah, it's got to be Handel. I've never heard of it. Probably Hondo. Could be Hondo. Yeah. Exalted. We should check out. Okay. Honey, can you check the if shower you're listening Hondo? Right I think there's now, some mold in there. If you're listening right now, contact us with the correct answer. Handle. And you'll be entered to win something from Josh Lovelace's closet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got something. Does oh, your I closet have a handle? <laughs> or a handle. Mm, okay. We always wow. call it. Don't, don't burst our bubble. We call it handle. I have never heard. 
hand. Uh, what did George you say? George Frederick Handel. Oh man, he was. Well, it's probably not Frederick. Well, you know what? Either. I got Every... my computer in front Josh, of me. Josh, you ever so heard the song "God issue. Save the King"? God save the like the national anthem you, of. We would well, have to us? hear. Would you sing okay. it? Oh, yeah, I want to hear. Yeah, this. We have to hear a whole yeah. chunk to know. Yes. Long live the king. <laughs> I wish he uh, wrote the national. Here's anthem. the funny thing is, oh, well, I know who Handel okay, is. Hold on, I know I know Handel's Messiah. I just never heard him called Handel. I'm on Wikipedia, and we're gonna listen. No, I know who Handel is. George yeah, Frederick Handel. Play, play it for I'm, us. I'm working on the, uh, but I know his name's not Frederick either. Uh, George Friedrich. Oh, it won't open the file that that actually pronounces it. It's Handel. Our, our Handel. sound, our sound yeah. guy can probably pause right here and play a clip of. It is Handel. God save the king. It is Handel. It is no, not like Handel. That's Handel. what the pronunciation it has: the H and then like Handel. a backwards three looking E, then N D L. Right. Handel. Okay, so I was right. Really? You said <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> no, no. That's... All right. What was point number five? I should make sure Jaren's okay that I'm not a Handel's messiah. I, I, I don't think Handel wrote it. I think somebody but else. Before you, before you jump on the, I want to jump on that number four there. Okay. Um, only because we just recently listened yeah. to a message by Pastor Ben Moore out in Nebraska. He preached down at the Church Planners Conference, and he preached from Genesis on a portion of Joseph's, Joseph's life. And by the time you find Joseph in the prison, still showing compassion on the butler and the baker, he cared. He cared enough to notice what was going on, and then he cared enough to listen to their dream. He hmm. cared enough to give his counsel, and he cared enough to interpret their dream. Now, I know it wasn't a good outcome for one of them, but yeah, yeah. he still cared. He showed compassion on those men. And you look hmm. at his life before that point, and all the hurts, all the victories, and or all the uh, the backstabbings, hmm. and all of the, the people that just completely let him down, hmm. um, yet he still had compassion because his hope was in the Lord. He didn't know... God had great plans for him. He, perhaps he thought he was going to rot in prison hmm. and die, and that was the end of it. Uh, yet he still had compassion on those people. So like what you're saying, you know, right expectation is that our expectation is always in God. That's um, good. I, I believe that with all my heart, that we're not, we're here for the people, but only because God ca called us to the people. Right. We're here for the Lord. And uh, that's true. I mean, if we live our life based upon the victories of people, I think we'd all have quit, and you probably wouldn't have made it to 10 years, uh, but you stuck with it because you're uh, you're trying to be faithful to do what God's called you to do, uh, and people are called to act upon Amen. the truth that you've shared with them. Anyways, my two cents. <laughs> Appreciate that. Carry uh, on. Amen. I don't know what that meant. He's doing that. That means you're at point five. He was okay. holding up five fingers. No, that one. That means three minutes. Oh, we have three minutes left for you to do five point point five. Do it. Five. Do it. Yep. Go. Develop a fixed site. Excellent. Mm. All right. We're to the wise. <laughs> <laughs> Develop Appreciate a that, fixed Jared. site. No, a fixed site. Um, we're we're tempted sometimes to look at somebody else's ministry, mm. and see what worked, and think, oh, we'll just do that same ministry here, do that same program here. And it flops. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't figure out why. Mm. Or or we look at, I mean, social media fuels this. We look at this person's prog progression or this person's prosperity in this particular service or ministry or whatever. And because that's what's, that's what's flagged all over Twitter. 
is look how awesome this was. Look right. how cool this is. And then you look at it and say, well, I can't post any pictures today. We had three people. Like You're like on my hobby horse, man. <laughs> I, that's, I spent a lot of time in my ministry wondering why I wasn't as successful as everybody else. And then I realized it's because my name is Michael Britt, and I pastor in Topsom, Maine. And my measure of success isn't, isn't anything except for my faithfulness. Hmm. Well, success is found where in the Bible? Once. Yeah, thou shalt have good success. Joshua 1 8, the yeah. only time it's found in Scripture. Yeah. And it's all about God's word. Yeah. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Right. For then thou shalt make the way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Obey the Bible. So the for me, only time success is being found. faithful yeah. to the word of God and doing what it says, which, you know, if there's somebody down south who had the tent revival and 4,000 people get saved and. You know, great. I mean that sarcastically because I don't, anyways, I don't want to lose our last listener. <laughs> but that's not, I don't need to start doing that. All I need to do is pastor my flock. Agreed. No matter how big or how small. Yeah. Fixed sight. Fixed sight. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate more on that analogy? Fixed sight. Sorry, am I putting you in a hot spot? So fixed sight, meaning that you don't, you don't change your sight based yeah. on others. You based have on others. one goal. The One goal, target. Yeah. This is what God has for us. This is the direction God wants us to go. Well, what about, what? look at what they're doing. Look at, what, that's that's great. Yeah. But this is what God wants us to do. Right. Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher. Right. Of our fixed sights. Fixed sights on him. I like it. So, I felt like I hijacked. You know, before well, you had a chance to really finish your thought, I felt like I hijacked it. Because well, I you excited. hijacked it, but you did exactly. You flew the plane where I was going to fly it. All right, all right, so, all right. Yeah. Well, we're in Cancun now, right? Yeah. Cool bean. That's right. Is that near Zambia? It is not. <laughs> it is not. You know, actually. Where your hometown. Um, your hometown. Chad, yeah, I actually was in Zambia for about three and a half years there. We, I don't know if I mentioned that on this podcast at any other time. Right. I'm being ironic. I believe, I believe it has come up. You are... Sure. From Our Zambian, Zambian prince. Yeah, yep. I'm the delegate from Zambia. All right, so word to the wise. And because you're on, you actually have to sing it. You have to sing the word to the <clears> wise <throat> ditty. And then we will tell you how to Can we at least find is. a way to start all at the same time instead of no, kind he, of... We'll have him sing it. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah, cool, 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 Word cool, cool, cool. to the wise. Wow. wow because you're a longtime listener, you knew exactly how I that knew exactly how it went. Right pitch and everything. Well done. I'm a subscriber. Would you... I'm the only. No, I'm just no. All right, so give us give us a word of wisdom. I mean, you gave us five. Do you have anything else like a PS? An application, maybe. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. I gave you five. You did. That was well. Very I mean, good. I, I, you could sum it up. You know, keep your eyes on Christ. You know that. that okay. Sounds great. But. Do it. <laughs> the point that probably resonated with me the, the greatest was the fixed sight. Yep. Yeah. Fixed sight point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. honestly. Right. Probably because I was flying the plane. Yeah. I'm just going to throw probably that right now. You hijacked it. Take it. No, but Glad I, I came. it's not just that it Glad to give you hit home, but I think maybe, Josh, it was because if we want to use the plane analogy, all other of those four points were riding in that plane. Of course. You know what I mean? It's all mm-hmm. contained in that fixed sight. Everything else that we do really has to do with looking unto Jesus. I like that, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. So, Mike, would you land the plane for us today? Uh, sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Uh, you look out the window, you'll see uh, we're approaching here at the Churchill Baptist Church. Oh, I mean, like just saying, okay, 
Like even landing it would be great. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, well, thank you for great listening to the Plan Root Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. This has been Chad and Jaron and Michael and Josh, I and mean, we are thrilled that you would deign to listen to us. And if there's any value in it, please feel free to uh, give us a good rating so that our um, visibility. No, I'm serious. That our visibility increases in whatever podcast store that you download. I'll go on real quick and rate it. I know, right? Have I rated it? I think I have. (laughs) Watch if it only has four ratings, we're in trouble. (laughs)